0: Let us now turn to the the word of God and read from Philippians 3, 1 to 14. Philippians 3, 1 to 14. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is not to trouble to me and it is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. Look out for we are the circumcision who worship by the spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus. To put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason, for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness that under the law, blameless. but what Whatever gain I had, I had counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worthy of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count all them as rubbish. In order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God, that depends on faith, that I may know Him and the power of his resurrection, and that I may share the sufferings, his sufferings, becoming like him in all this that's by many means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because of Christ, Jesus has made made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have it my own, but one thing I do, Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on to forward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God. (sighs) How much control do you feel over your emotions today? Do you have control over what you might feel? This is probably not a yes or no question, but it may be on a scale of one to 10 question. Are there any particular emotions you feel easier to handle or more difficult to control this morning? particularly in response to what we have seen and what we listen over the media. Why I'm asking this question? I'm asking this question particularly because of what Paul suggested at the beginning of chapter three, when he said, finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. After he said finally in verse one, he repeated again in Philippians 4, 4, speaking about rejoicing in Christ, not all, not sometimes, not at times, but always rejoice in the Lord. So rejoicing has to have a particular emotions, emotional content, doesn't it? And that's what makes it difficult for us to handle. If rejoicing has to have a particular emotional content. So when Paul asks the reader, and by extension, asks us today to feel something, isn't it strange a bit? But Paul doesn't leave us us here. Paul gives us reasons to motivate us in the first place and also to hang on, to be joyful always, in the Lord Jesus Christ, even in the face of things that rob us of that joy, even when we despair ourselves, when we feel disappointed, when we lose hope or feel far from Christ. So in each chapter, Pauls gives us some help to understand why he has reasons to call us to rejoice in the Lord and to hang on and to be joyful always. Let us turn to the first chapter and the reasons that Paul encourages us today to consider and read about his joy. In the first chapter, he called the Philippians. In chapter one, verses four to six. Always in my prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from, from the first day until now. He's calling the Philippians and thanking God for their partnership in the gospel. And in verse 6, he goes on to say, and I am sure of this. Let's pay attention why he is calling us to be assured that he who began a work in you all will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I am sure of this, that he who bring a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Beloved, track. The reason for us to joy today and always as Christians, as believers in Christ, First and almost, find its completion and satisfaction in the complete work of the risen, crucified, and risen Lord. When God starts something, starts a project like us, he is not distracted by any other things. God doesn't get distracted by the YouTube or Amazon ads. All the way in the Bible, when God insists in doing something, he keeps on doing it till its completion, till its its fruition. We were reading today of Ezekiel 36 and the wonderful promises of the new heart, the heart of flesh that God will give his people. When they lived in Sinai, their hearts were of stones. Hearts that doesn't enjoy the mercy and love of God. So that when Moses tells them in Deuteronomy 29, 4, that until now, God hasn't given you a new heart to, to love and honor God. But he continues in chapter 30, in Deuteronomy 30, to speak about the new heart that will give. God gives it to his people in order to enable them to love him and honor him more and more. So our faith today, when we come before the heavenly altar, is not to be found in us, is not to be found in something that we do, but to be found only in what God has achieved and has started. And that's why Paul finds his joy when he speaks to the Philippians. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy. And I am sure that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it to the completion of the day of Jesus Christ. He is not putting his trust in them, not in his work, regardless of his many sufferings and struggles that we have in this church. That's the first chapter. Remember the complete work of Christ. Lift up your eyes at the cross and the in Christ. You will find your joy. Joy is not just a response that you can't control, but if you keep focus and look at the cross, you will find this joyful response coming out of your heart from the living God. And now we turn to the second chapter. And we consider not just the, the disappointment that we might find in our lives because of our own sins, our own struggles, our own fragileness, but because of the, what we find around us in the world. We spoke today about the broken world that we live in. We speak also about the struggle that we find the church. Paul here in this church was speaking about some brothers who happened to uh, really serve to advance the gospel, but he differentiated between two kinds of motives. Those who serve Christ and the gospel out of wrong motives, out of envy, out of bad emotions. And while he is imprisoned for Christ, he can still find his joy, even when they do this out of wrong reasons. But he still find his joy in Jesus Christ. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. How do you respond, Paul, to this? The latter do out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. We are, like Paul today, are invited to rejoice in the proclamation of the work of Christ, even if people do it for wrong reasons. So Paul can find Many reasons to rejoice. First, in the, written, in the complete work of the risen and uh, heavenly Christ. Second, from the proclamation of the word, even when people do it for wrong reasons. So if you are today coming with some frustration about a friend, a spouse, your child or relatives, friends, that you used to invite them to the church and to listen to the word of God and hear the gospel proclaimed, don't be frustrated, carry on, carry on praying for people, carry on loving them, Can on, expect them to realize who Jesus is because Paul himself reminds us of what God is about to make and proclaim through Jesus Christ. Let's read about Philippians uh, 2, 11. Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Now, when we look around us, we find Jesus not recognized for who he is. But Paul helps us today to find our hope in the future when Jesus Christ will be recognized for who he is. So he starts in verse nine, therefore God has highly exalted exalted him and answered on him and bestowed on him the name that's above every name. So that at the name of Jesus Christ, Every knee shall bow and every hand and on every and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father carry on put your eyes not only on the risen and the crucified Christ but also on the coming Christ at the end of the days And when we look our eyes on the within Christ and we think of the future coming when every knee shall bow and everyone will recognize Jesus Christ as Lord for the glory of God, the Father. We are invited once more with Paul to think of the joy. So we come to Philippians 3. one to nine, to consider what it meant for Paul to know Jesus Christ. What is the foundation, the foundational truth about recalculating and receiving? Let us now think more about the church uh, in Philippi. This church used to struggle against two kinds of evil. First, the pagan belief that people used to reject the Christian faith, but also from within, from those who wanted to make Christianity more close to the old covenant promises and speak more about the law and the good works, to encourage people to put their confidence on the flesh, the thing that Paul used to struggle against all the way in his letters, particularly in Philippians, in these wonderful passages. He says, finally my brothers rejoice in the Lord. And he insists that he write the same things to to you is no trouble to me at all. So he keeps speaking about this joy in chapter three and chapter four. But he now invites the Philippians To look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. You may ask people, Paul is speaking about whom? Paul is speaking about the Judaizers who tried to make Christianity very close or identified to the old covenant law. And Paul in verse 3 makes a very bold proclamation. He says that They are trying to boast and put their confidence on the flesh. But we are the circumcision. We are the real circumcised people that the Old Testament spoke about. We are the people of God that uh, Ezekiel spoke about in Ezekiel 36 today. We read, read about them. We are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. And Paul goes on and remind them that if anyone else thinks that he has reasons for confidence in the flesh, I have more. As if Paul is saying, if you think of yourselves and find confidence in the flesh, you are going on the right, in the wrong direction. Don't go there. I have been there before, and I found no confidence. I found no joy, but I was always struggling. If anyone thinks that he has reasons for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the, evening, on the eighth day of the people of Israel, and he goes on to list all his privileges that he used to enjoy Before knowing Christ, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Now, when you come to worship the Lord today, what are you looking for? Why you find trust and peace? Is that because you are a minister here? Is that because you think of the last week that you did very well? Or you put your trust in Jesus Christ when you look at him and recalculating and receiving the righteousness that he promises? Not the righteousness coming from the law and obedience of the Old Testament promises but the righteousness that we receive as a gift from God. It's something that you receive by faith and you receive only when you look your eyes and think of Jesus Christ as the living God. So the foundational basis is that to receive and to reconsider all your privileges and all your good works as nothing, as rubbish. And think only of the good works that you receive and the gift that you receive when you believe in Jesus Christ. But what it looks like when you know Christ? In verse 10 and 11, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the share his suffering. Becoming like him in this, that my, by all means possible, I may attain the direction from the dead. Knowing Christ, it grows when you put your focus and pressing on. That's why Paul also reminds us in verse 12 not that I have obtained this, or I have already perfect. I am already perfect. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Only when you put your trust in Jesus Christ, only when you stop evaluating your performance, you start to find gratitude and love towards him. And you find multiple reasons to find joy. The joy of the gospel-centered life.